Hello, ladies and gentlemen, those of you listening here on the EKN Radio Network, or of course, maybe tuning into one of our podcasts through iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, whatever it may be, Google Play. My name's Rob Howden, and I'm proud to say, or happy to say, that maybe, maybe it's a better term, we're back with an EKN debrief, because David Cole was finally able to get to a racetrack after four months. Uh, back in early March, mid-March, he was at the Supercarts USA Winter Nationals. Of course, like so many events, mid-March getting shut down because of the COVID-19 pandemic when it kind of arrived here, at least arrived here in a big way uh, in North America. But we're back. It's a debrief. Episode 65, our 65th debrief. It is Wednesday, July the 22nd, and David's going to give us a full review of the opening round of the United States Pro Kart Series at Newcastle Motorsports Park, the Hoosier State Grand Prix. This week's show is presented by Acceleration Kart Racing, where they have everything you need to go racing, from tires to helmets. They have a great website for you to order from, and kart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your questions six days a week. With over 20 years of karting under their belts, Acceleration Kart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on track. Uh, You can rely on them to get the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration Kart Racing your go-to source for everything card, uh, carding, the website www.shopakr.com. Shopakr.com for acceleration kart racing. All right, David Cole, this is going to be one of these easy podcasts for me. I'll ask questions because you're going to be doing the heavy lifting. You were mm-hmm. trackside. You were trackside at the USPKS opener, the Hoosier State Grand Prix, July 16th to 19th. Dude, you got to go back to the racetrack. Feels good, doesn't it? Well, look, it sounds like you need a little assistance there. You've been stumbling and you haven't been on the mic in over a week. So uh... I'm on the mic and honestly, it's 937 here on the West Coast. You're East Coast. I'm West Coast out in the RV in California. I'm having my first coffee right now. Well, then I guess it's it's your fault. Yeah. Anyway, I'll take uh, it. yes, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. Good. Uh, good to be back trackside. It was a little surreal um, being trackside again. Uh I was pretty amped up because I didn't get there till Friday about noon. So everybody's on track. You know, it's paddock is full because it's a record breaking event uh, at the Newcastle Motorsports Park. And just uh, just yeah, I was just, just completely amped up all day Friday. Dude, but, you, you ju- dude, you jumped on the Instagram feed. You were get, you had your face on the Instagram story. Yeah, Man, just one like, time. Yeah, look this, at this guy. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I wanted to make sure people saw the smile because most of the time I was you know, especially at the podium, I was wearing masks or inside the building wearing masks. So, um, but you know, again, it was, it was surreal because it was, it was great to be tracked, but it was so difficult because again, social distancing, I didn't go in a lot of tents. I stayed outside tents and and talked to people that way. And, and, um, and so, yeah, it was just, so at least, at least it was just good to be at the racetrack, hearing carts, going around a racetrack, smelling the fumes, uh, you know, watching, watching these races unfold and, and, and the, the close finishes at the checkered flag, it was, you know, it was exactly what the soul needed, uh, after four months of, of being away from it. And let's be real, David, you, you, you get down and dirty. It's, uh, because you know, you're not just posting to the social media, uh, of course, Facebook, Twitter, all the stuff that we do, you're doing the Instagram story. You did a lot of stuff on Instagram, but you're taking pictures as well, dude. You're, you're, you know, you got your corners at Newcastle that you're comfortable with. You're like, you know, when you're shooting, you're within 20 feet of these carts, we you know, rocking and rolling through some of these corners. I was filthy because Saturday I got back to the hotel and mind you, the hotels now, they, they aren't doing the, the customary service between, between yeah. nights. So essentially I had the towels I had and, 
and Saturday when I cleaned my legs, yeah, they, they were pretty gross and dirty because <laughs> again, the weather was hot and sunny all weekend, especially Friday and Saturday and Saturday, it, uh, it really peaked at the, you know, feels like almost, almost got up to feels like a hundred degrees, but yeah. it was getting close to there. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was dirty. I didn't get my hands dirty because I never touched a cart. Thankfully, uh, nobody spun out or crashed near me. Uh, and those that, those that did took care of themselves. So, uh, I didn't have to, uh, go into corner worker mode at all during the weekend, but, uh, we did see some flips. I got, we posted one yesterday on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so there were a few flips there, uh, but nothing really major to bring out a red flag. Um, Logan Toke did go over in, in one of the junior classes and transported to the hospital, but he was able to get off the racetrack before uh, a red flag was, was waved. So uh, he was transported, but checked out. Okay. Just uh, precautionary with, with neck and back in, uh, pain. So uh, everything checked out after checking with them uh, yesterday. Uh, but again, the weather hot, 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 <laughs> T- times three. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Well, thankfully, it's, it's Friday, July. thankfully on Sunday. And again, it, it, it played, a, it had a major uh, factor in how the day ended because we had rain come through the area Sunday. As soon as lunch hit, uh, the clouds started to roll in. We felt a couple drops here and there once the main event started, but really it came down when uh, the X30 master group was on track we had a couple drops during the X30 junior race, which kind of sent them uh, going a little bit crazy in the corners here and there. So that was kind of fun to watch, but it was only one lap and then it stopped. And then uh, they kind of resumed their, 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 their standard race on, on the dry tires. Once the, once the track dried out, because it was just so hot once that little bit of rain didn't really affect it except for that one lap. So yeah, quite exactly, weird, exactly. but uh, lightning so- in the air, lightning in the area did delay things. So we were kind of on a delay for about an hour as we waited for the storms to pass and thankfully we were able to get back racing uh, and to finish up the last two races. So opening round of the USP cast, Newcastle Motorsports Park, a six round, three weekend series, all six events count. Uh, David, I think one of the things we talked about in our outlet podcast, when we kind of previewed the race was the fact that the just staggering number of, of uh, number of drivers there or entries, let's say there was, you think, I think you said at one point, 200 drivers, but 223 entries, number of drivers doing double duty, but the bottom line entries last year, 181, uh, this year, 223, that is 42, uh, new drivers, almost essentially, I want to say very close to 25% growth, which is unbelievable. Actually, it's two eighteen. I had a typo there, so that was that was what was on the uh, pre-entry list because they had some obviously some cancellations and and this and that. But uh, two hundred eighteen was was the official number that I recorded. It's a little less than forty two then. All right, yeah, that's fine. yeah. Um, but but uh, across the board, only one category ended up with less drivers than last year. Right? Yeah, and it was like, by one number with the yeah, X thirty Masters. They actually exactly. they actually had twenty entered by the time uh, Friday began. But uh, one was a no-show, and so uh, so they dropped down to 19 there. And along with KA100 Senior, which had 53 going into the weekend, yeah. it dropped down to 50. So essentially 50 carts were on track all weekend long in the KA100 Senior category. 
Yeah, big numbers for sure. Uh, 18 in Micro Swift, 31 in, in Mini, 32 in X30 Junior, 42 in X30 Pro, 19 as David mentioned in X30 Masters, down just one, up three in KA100 Junior from 23 to 26 this year. And as David said, a massive field in KA100 Senior, 50 drivers in that category. David, uh, you know, you look at that, that's, you know, even even in the 18 and 19s, those are still big classes. You know what I mean? Uh, if we look at in, in, the, in the history of stuff, but when you're talking about, you know, 42 and X30 Pro, uh, 50 and K100 Senior, I love seeing both categories strong. You know, I don't like seeing people, you know, kind of conversation about people moving potentially from X30 to the KA. I love seeing them both strong. No, you know, you're going to have your your top guns in the X30 Pro category. You have some that have, were, were doing both. Uh, you know, you talk about the Brandon Lemke's, uh, Arias Dumejian, Alex Bertignoli, drivers, Matthew Maccabee, drivers like that were doing both. But really the KA100 junior or senior category had a lot of, of drivers that have been on board since the KA100 program started. Uh, so, because we knew, we know back to 2017 when, when the engine category, uh, came in, USPKS was the first to do it. Uh, so it's, it's steadily had a group of drivers that have been following it, not only at the USPKS level, but now as we see on the regional and club level where it's really growing and growing. So a lot of that is just drivers who they know they're not going to be fast in X30 pro. So they're racing the K100 senior. A lot of them are, are still uh, senior rookies such as a Nicholas Terlecki or or others that have have moved up from the junior ranks uh, to senior. So uh, it's, it's it's a great mix because there, I mean there was a lot of carts out on that racetrack with fifty yeah, carts and there it. was a lot of racing packs going on. You know you had obviously your lead pack and then a couple other packs after that and then another pack after that. So uh, a lot of pack racing going on. Folks, lots to get through in this particular edition of EKN Debrief. As I said, the top episode 65, we're talking about the USPKS opener, the Hoosier State Grand Prix from Newcastle Motorsports Park. After this break, uh, we're going to jump into the paddock pass. David's going to give us some of the insight that he got, he was able to get, not going into tents, but standing outside of tents. So, fuck, uh, folks, stay with us. We'll be back. Experience and passion. That's what led to the launch of AMAX Racing. Owner Charles Maxwell began AMAX Racing in 2015, expanding the operation in 2019 with a focus on driver development for drivers of all age groups and backgrounds. From top level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. You can join the AMAX Racing family at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and local events around the Indianapolis area. The operation is also set to compete at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals later this season. For more information, contact them at 317-437-5886 or find them on Facebook. AMAX Racing. All of your karting needs under 110. Top level production with a focus on a single form of motorsports, karting. This is MG Tires. 
MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Carding Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are the official spec tire in the United States Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. The 2020 season brings a new homologation period, featuring new names for the same superior products. Whether it's the medium SH Red, the soft SM Yellow, the super soft green SS, or the intermediate white IZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. Indoor and outdoor rental facilities can now trust MG Tires with their solution for long-lasting and the best performance, with three different compounds available through the RL line. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode 65 of the EKN Debrief. So good to get back to talking about racing. We talked about that when we had our Outlap podcast last week to preview the USPKS event. Now we're actually talking about an event. David, give us the uh, the review. Into the Paddock Pass now, David, this time presented by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park, just north of Houston, the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. All right, David Cole, you had a chance, of course, to work the paddock a little bit. I know that you were uh, being smart with social distancing. You had the mask on, doing even social distancing inside the uh, the announcer's booth up in the champion's room. Uh, what did you pick up? What were some of the cool, uh, maybe a cool notes you can pick up from the paddock? Yeah, the champion's room. That was uh, the best way we could do it. I mean, obviously, we've been up there for a number of years now, but, yep. you know, typically we're kind of all huddled around next to each other so we don't have to scream and yell, but but we had Ali at one corner. We had Tim at the other corner. I kind of was in the middle and, <laughs> and nobody ever goes up there. So it was just us three and uh, we had plenty of space to, uh, to keep ourselves distance. And, but it was still fun. And we had the, you know, our trio back together and having a good time up there, having fun and, and getting to watch the racing while obviously doing, doing the job that we needed to do. Uh, Tim doing like 80 different jobs at one time. You never know announcer track, you know, surveyor and yep. series coordinator and and, and almost it, trophy Dave. girl yeah i heard i heard a couple of blocky mcblockersons and a couple of rg barges too we had a couple of those well you're gonna get that at newcastle as obviously there's a lot of defensive driving on that last lap as you're as you're trying to position yourself for the win so yeah a lot of a lot of unique uh he did pull out a couple karen uh carol baskin uh, comment. Really? Uh, I yeah. Missed the Carol ba- I missed the Carol Baskins when I was listening. They're a little just so subtle, nothing too uh, outlandish, but uh, yeah, he, he's, he's got some new material that he's working on. That might need to be a thing that Tim and I do at every race this year. You got to slip a Carol Baskin in sometime. Yeah. So he, he, he worked on it. It was good. He waited for the masters. So I think uh, well, that makes sense. I think when you, when you're in the masters category, anything goes, you can, you can scream and <laughs> yell at them all you want. I mean, they don't, they don't care. 
Nah, they got thick skin. They'll be all right. Yeah. All right. What, what else you got for us? So again, it was just, you know, cool to be trackside again, but really to just be part of what was the largest turnout in the eight year history yeah. of the program now with, uh, as we said, 218 entries and over 200 drivers, because again, uh, I want to say there were 16 drivers doing double duty. So, uh, a solid, a solid number, uh, for not only coming back from the COVID, but just, just the growth of the program that we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, it kind of had a static, not say downward spiral, but just kind of a static number there when we were dealing with, you know, the transition of Yamaha to KA and, and situations like that. And, but now it's, it's, it's certainly got the momentum of growing because we now have seen a number of teams making their first starts uh, at the program. We saw Rollison performance group there for the first time, Crosslink competition, the uh, team speed sports with Alan Rudolph racing Academy was there as well. So, you know, those teams are bringing in multiple, multiple entries and drivers. And then you add in just, the, all the other new people, like new Micro Swift drivers, new Mini Swift drivers, other new drivers coming in, it just helps increases that number over and over again. Numbers breed numbers, right, Dave? It does. And, you know, the, the format continues to be a, a high selling point, uh, you know, and you know exactly what you're getting when you go to the USPKS event. Uh, you know, even the new new teams and, and drivers that were there were 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 asking questions and they got them answered right away and, and everything seemed to, to flow well. There was, uh, no issues that I saw on track or off track. Uh, you know, everybody seemed to be having a good, good time, you know, as much as I could tell from, from not being in the paddock as much as That's I could right. have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, the, the three weekend events is, is really the great selling point I think for the program. And then again, the tech and, and officials that uh, that oversee the program. That's awesome. Uh, I think one of the big things too, David. I know you mentioned this to me when uh, when you were there was the uh, the the tire uh, adjustment for X30 Junior as well. Yeah, the X30 Junior has moved to the uh, the harder MG compound, the SH Red. They were typically still on the yellows, uh, similar to what the X30 Pro was was using over the last you know what they have used over since the beginning of the of the series. Uh, but 2020 is a transition to the to the red tire for for the X30 Junior, so they're on the same tire that Mini Micro and all the K100 categories are on. Uh, so X30 Pro and X30 Master were the only two categories that were on the SM Yellow tire. So, uh, and again, it's a homologation year, so these are different compounds than what everybody was used to in the previous year. So it was. It was interesting to hear about, uh, you know, how teams were addressing the different tires uh, and how the track uh, conditions changed. Because I talked to people, you couldn't really tell there was rubber down, but people were saying it was rubber down. Um, So it it, it seems to do more of a marble rather than doing that type of layer, you know, slamming the rubber down and gooping up, you know, like that we're used to seeing in the past. So. Um, but they said, uh, you know, certain drivers said it would, it would marble. So it, it, it can, di- the, the handling conditions are a little bit different than, uh, than the old compound. But, uh, so people are still, uh, working, you know, obviously with the four month time period, uh, club tracks that use MG tires are, they're, they're starting to get used to it. But, uh, events such as this, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, it's our first major event really since, uh, since the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Well, folks, a little uh, yeah, inside information from David Cole there uh, as part of our Paddock Pass, brought to you again by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Uh, let's jump into our next break. When we get back, time to start talking about racing. Uh, David's going to give us the uh, reviews of X30 Pro and X30 Junior. The race report, up next. Kometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the US, OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race winning Cosmic and Xpreet chassis and the new for 2020 in the US, the Red Speed and the EOS, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and the Scusa Winter Series and the Pro Kart Challenge, and the United States Pro Kart Series and the WK Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line or to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK directly. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, episode 65 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us his review from being trackside at the USPKS opener, the Hoosier State Grand Prix at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Time to jump into the race report. And folks, I got the notes in front of me here. We got like three or four pages. There's lots to talk about here right now. David will break everything down for us. The race report in this particular edition of the Debrief brought to you by Atlanta Motorsports Park. In Las Vegas this past November, at the Rock the Rio finale in the Scusa Super Nationals, Formula K reigned supreme, winning the headline shifter cart main events. Atlanta Motorsports Park is the North American importer and distributor for the Formula K and Praga chassis, and they have 2020 carts in stock to support new dealers. AMP also has previous year models in inventory available for racers who want a winning chassis at a discounted price of up to 40% off. Contact them directly for pricing and head to atlantamotorsportspark.com slash karting to learn more about Formula K, Praga, and AMP's karting program. 
All right, David, before we head to the next break, we got a lot to talk about. You're setting things up with X30 Pro and X30 Junior. Uh, pretty interesting weekend for the Will Power Cart uh, at, in X30 Pro. Headlines. This is what we're. I'm going to add this to the debriefs this year. Something a little cool, just to kind of know, start the the, uh, the topic off. The headline for this category: Will Power. Oh, you're going to. I got to come talk. up with something big for it. The headline. Well, maybe maybe I'll edit in some music. You know, or a little <laughs> intro. But an intro. The headline, uh, David. What, what's the headline? Well, maybe you could say the headline since you have that it. that charisma. Okay, I'll, I'll do it, and you you talk. Done. The headline for X30 Pro: Will Power Cart sweeps main event. Or Scott leaves Rich. Will Power Cart winning both main events on the weekend, which was kind of a, a bit of a shock, meaning only there are a few carts in there compared to all the OTKs, Cart Republics, uh, all the other Merlins, all the other different brands in there because there was only two drivers driving the Will Power Cart in the category, one of them being Arias Dumejian. Uh, the former Scusa Pro Tour champion was able to uh, to claim victory on Saturday. Uh, it was it was an interesting battle all day long. We saw three-time series champion Brandon Jarzakrak set the page or set the tone with qualifying and a, an amazing pre-final win where literally all six carts were within three-tenths of a second at the line at the pre-final. So we we knew the, the final was going to be a bit interesting. Ended up being essentially a four-driver driver battle for the lead. Uh, our Scott – or sorry um, – Jarzakrak was up there along with uh, with uh, Duke Medjian and Ryan Norberg. And then Pauly Massimino came charging up as well, too. Pauly really seemed to be one of the quickest drivers all weekend long. Uh, just wasn't able to transition transition that into a victory. But we'll get more on that a little bit later. Um, but again, a great four-driver battle for the uh, for the victory with uh, Duke, Duke Medjian able to... Uh, to grab the lead at the white flag and hold it on to the line, winning by 28 thousandths of a second over Jarzakrak, Massimino third, uh, Norberg settling in fourth with Phil R. Scott driving his way up to fifth. Uh, Dave, just a quick question. Where did they have the um, the start-finish line? Was it on the straightaway or was it after that, that last 90 degree? No, on the straightaway still, yeah. Okay. Everything, uh, nothing's ever changed. It hasn't changed from that point, I don't think, in years. So... Uh, it would be it would be great to go back to the old school ways, but I know uh, you like that. I know you like that corner, don't you? Yeah, I do. But you know, again, a lot of these finishes were within you know a tenth of a second at the line. So I, you know, people do like that. It's just it's a little it's a little frustrating because we can't see the the dramatic at the uh, I seventy corner. Um, big field, as we said. Where let me go back. We said uh, forty two and X thirty pro. You always. Newcastle is a kind of a track that sets up for people if they have trouble to come forward. You know, the races are long. USPKS races are pretty long and the track has so many overtaking opportunities. Did anybody stand out for you coming, coming from the back? I was just, I forgot the lap total. I was going to, I believe it was 18 laps was the, was the total there for the X30 pro. They were obviously one of the longer ones. And then I, yeah, we went over X, that in the, out, in, in the out lap, right? Yeah. X30, about X30. X30 Junior was uh, also 18. Uh, all the other regular ca- categories were 16 with micro and mini going 14. So again, yeah. you know, even for a micro and mini, that's a 15 minute race. You know, yeah. the uh, the pros are going about 20 minutes and, and along with the X30 Junior. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, it tends to allow the opportunity for somebody to start in the back. And especially with the way the track flows and multiple passing opportunities, a lot allows drivers that start in the back to move forward. Uh, one of those being uh, Zach Hollingshead, 
the uh, last year's vice champion who moved over to Speeds Concepts Racing on the uh, on the red speed this year, moved up 33 spots in the final from 40th to 7th, earning the hard charger wow. for the race. Wow, that's big. It is. It is. It's big. So we move over into Sunday again, uh, different day, new round, different strategies, different setups, knowing what you learned on Saturday. And and no surprise that four-time Scusa Pro Tour champion Ryan Norberg was the quickest out in qualifying. But again, the field was so tight. A lot of, di- a lot of tight racing uh, in the pre-final allowed uh, senior rookie and Rolison Performance Group teammate Bryson Morris to earn the pre-final win as we headed into the lunch break. Uh, we talked about the weather. Uh, X30 Pro was the last class in the order, so they were on the track with a wet track. Everybody moved to rain tires. There was a little bit of a, a debate on what to do as everybody waited to grid with two minutes left to go with the, with the, uh, the race ahead of them. Everybody rolled onto the grid with rain tires. One driver did try dries. Uh, was not successful and and pulled off uh, after one lap. So uh, oh really? Yeah, it after was. Ah. It, it was. It wasn't raining. It wasn't raining, but the track was still really damp, still really wet. And I think by the time the end of the X30 Pro race, it might have been a be an opportunity to gamble at that point because lap times were were starting to go quicker and quicker and quicker yeah. as the race yeah. unfolded. Uh, but in the main event. Uh, you know, and I didn't even think about it until I saw him charging up through the field. Was you got a little music there? Yeah, it was my uh, one of my alarms. You should you should have done that for our uh, you know that the headline. Have, that should have been the headline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to put that together. There put that go. put the put the phone right into the mic. Yep. We'll do that. So uh, it, it was no surprise to see uh, Phil R. Scott charging his way through the field started i believe ninth and just knifed his way the rainmeister from the pacific northwest right. now living now living in north carolina a lot of people don't know phil r scott but uh the guy knows how to drive in the rain and just knifed his way forward Massimino had a really impressive jumped out to the start after starting third or jumped out to the lead after starting third led led up until the point that r scott got to him and then once R. Scott got by, they ran nose to tail, but Massimino was just not able to uh, to make an attempt on a pass. Thus, R. Scott drove away, scoring the victory, his first major victory since, I believe, 2014, since he was at Challenge of the Americas. So it's been a, it's been a while since we've seen R. Scott on top of the podium uh, at a major event like this. So Massimino ended up finishing second. Bryson Morris was able to, to sling uh, work past jars of crack for third. Uh, Norberg was right there as well, but he got shuffled back to six as Edward Ports was able to charge forward and steal the fifth spot there in the, uh, on the last lap there. Um, so what about hard charger for that particular race? Who came from the back? Hard charger, Matthew Dunkovich uh, had a DNF in the pre-final. got some contact uh, in cell tower corner, uh, came up, 20 spots started 37th up to 17th. So uh, a good run for him in the, uh, in the shortened, I believe 16 lap race because of the rain. So big thing about you, USPKS, David, lots of money up for grabs, $5,000 to win the weekend, which is uh, just fantastic for this program. Now, you know, I stand back and kind of, okay, where do people finish? You know, Phil R. Scott was fifth in round in the opening race. He was, he, he won the second race, Massimino, a couple of podiums, third and second. How did it all shake down? Who, who took home the big money 
after we talked about the fact that our Scott left Rich in the headline. Um, well, <laughs> who, who else took $5,000 for our Scott? Who else took big money home? $5,000. And again, this is different than what we're used to. I, you, that's the problem with going to all these different programs. They award the money differently. I was under the assumption that they did weekend point totals. They don't do oh, that. Oh, okay. What is it? Just they second, do it based race? just based on the finals. So just oh, on what sure. the points you score in the final on Saturday, the points you score oh. on the final on Sunday. So not pre-final and stuff like that. So too. pre-final ah. qualifying, yeah. all that doesn't matter because Jars of Crack is actually leaving as a point leader, but ends up second overall in the point total for the finals and the money total. A- They'll have a conversation about that. We so, should change uh, this. Well, again, they did it last year. I, I again, I go to all these different programs. It's different everywhere we go, counting how many points they're in this, this, and that. I was under the assumption it was weekend total. So, so he misses out on twenty five hundred dollars, but he leaves as a championship leader. So, I think in the long run, that might end up being the way he goes. Because who knows what R. Scott is doing? Uh, you know, he's. I believe he's going to be third or second in the points. Massimino ended up finishing third in the money with $1,250. Norberg fourth, $750. Duke Medjian with $500. So, okay. uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that unfolds championship-wise. And, uh, you know, $2,500 is not a bad, bad payday as well. No, it's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty big still for second place. All right, let's make our move to X30 Junior. And the headline, Zilich doubles up. In two wild performances. David Phillips said. <clears throat> Saturday was a zero to hero performance for Zillage. Oh, yeah. Ended up cracking his frame during warm or noticing that the frame was cracked after warm up. Was unable to make a lap in qualifying, thus started towards the back. Worked his way all the way up from 32nd to 9th in the pre-final. And then once he got, uh, you know, a sniff of the uh, the leaders there up front, was able to just kind of knife his way forward. What really transpired and what was even made it even more wild was the drivers racing each other and the lead group allowing Zillage to just essentially drive by as there was contact in one corner, contact in another corner, basically opening up the, the floodgates for Zillage to just go up and take the lead right away and then drive away to uh, nearly a three-second margin wow. of victory uh, right. over, over the field. Because again, uh, contact contact took two drivers off here, two drivers out there, thus allowing him to drive away. Uh, fill us in on the remainder of the top five there, and then we'll jump into the, the hard charger as well. So who, yep. who capped the top five? Yeah, so the contact shuffled up the field. Alex Stanfield was able to take advantage as well. He slipped up into the second and ran there comfortably till the checkered flag. Uh, Josh Pearson was the top qualifier and pre-final winner. He got shuffled up in, in some of the contact but he was able to work his way back up into the third spot to land on the podium. Thomas Anunziata was third or fourth in the race with Justin Adaconis in fifth spot. I think I said the name right, Adaconis. Good for you. I'm sure you'll work on it. If he's going to be in the top five like that in that field, you're going to be talking about him more, more throughout the year. You'll get it down pat. Uh, looking at your notes, David, Elliot Cox, hard charger, 17th spot improvement. Yeah, moving up from 31st to 14th. So again, we talked about how easy it is to uh, to move up through the field at Newcastle uh, in these main events. 
Cool to see Josh Pearson coming back. Of course, Josh was uh, with us at Road America, now running in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship with Exclusive Autosport. Uh, also ran the June Sprints, the SCCA June Sprints at Road America and F1600. So, uh, Josh doing a great job, and, and again, strong on Saturday. How did things go on Sunday? It looks like Jack Jeffers actually the top driver in qualifying. Yeah, Jeffers was able to sneak out with a quick lap. And really, the speed concept racing drivers look to be uh, in control on the day, except for Zillage winning the prefrontal. But again, it was a, a really close finish there. Uh, the speed concept drivers were out front after some early shuffling in the main event. But I talked about the brain hitting the area. And in that X30 Junior main event, for one lap, the rain came down for just enough to kind of make the track damp enough to where carts were sliding off the track. And, and the, obviously, the rain line was the uh, the keyway around the racetrack. And so it caught some of these drivers off guard because it's, it's a little bit wetter in some areas of the track than others being the uh, one-mile race circuit. So the speed concept drivers kind of shuffled around got moved around and Zillage actually was quick on those on those wet laps and was able to kind of move his way up through the drivers and again put himself up into the lead and then from there able to hold off a charging again charging Josh Pearson who was really one of the quick drivers all weekend long but uh, at the line Connor Zillage scored the victory by 15 thousandths of a second over Pearson. Nice. And of course, scoring the big money as well. Uh, as per your notes here, Pearson finishing second, Paul Bocuse on the red speed up to third, Max Opolsky in fourth, and Jace Park also on the red speed capping off the top five. Uh, David, you know, I talked about Pearson. Uh, you know, I didn't mention coming off a pretty big wreck at the very end of the race as well at Road America. Went straight off at the end of turn one, straight off with the brake issue into the tires. Um, was in the medical center at one point to see him be able to come out of the medical center fine, which was a was a huge thing. You know, collective sigh of relief in the paddock, then come back and do what he did on Saturday. And then actually had to work his way from the back. You've got him down uh, as the hard charger as well uh, in the race on Sunday. Yeah, an issue in the pre-final pushed him back uh, deep in, deeper into the field. And again, you know, the rain, again, that kind of helped him because some of the drivers were were going off track, so allowed him to uh, to gain some spots there as he was quick in the in the in the wet on dry tires and then again quick when the track dried out again. Uh, again, Pearson one of the quick drivers all weekend long. Uh he ended up finishing second in the money behind Zillage, Zillage taking home the uh $2500 paycheck, Pearson taking home 1500, Alex Stanfield in third with $750 and then uh, Justin Adaconis with $500 in fourth. I like how you take your time on Adaconis. I wonder, I'd like to know if that's correct. We have to figure it out. We'll get that dialed in. Well, Adaconis. I say Adaconis. how it's spelled, right? <laughs> yeah, you always do. You always do, David. You I know. Tremendous, Skyuto. Always, <laughs> we still say Alan Skyuto. That way we spell it correctly all the time, right? Like, where's the, where was that race? Phoenix. I never <laughs> want to spell Phoenix. I think I spelled Phoenix wrong once when I was working for National Cart News, and I was so mad. So now it's Phoenix. I always say Phoenix. Faux show. Anyway, solid run, as David said when we talked about the headline there for uh, for Connor Zilich. A couple of wins, point lead, 25 hundred dollars big money up for grabs in the uspks this year all right jumping into another break we'll be back on the other side of this little break we'll have k100 senior k100 junior and x30 masters you're listening to rob howden david cole here on the ekn radio network wins in the sports biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country they're all on nitro kart's resume 
The Nitro Kart has made its statement as the best, fastest, and winningest cadet chassis on the American market. The 2020 Nitro Cadet is even better. The cart features magnesium front and rear hubs, a floating sprocket hub, and a roller bearing steering column support with tow lock. The Nitro Kart Cadet is completed with mini Dynamica bodywork and Max Pappas' MPI steering wheel. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join our team. I am Nitro Kart mini driver and national champion Spencer Conrad. We just got our 2020 Cadet chassis just before Daytona this year, and I really like it a lot. I got my first victory with it in just the second time on track. I really like the MPI wheel and the new brake system. Plus, the bodywork is really cool. Come join the winningest cadet team on the market, Team Nitro. Race one or chase one. Looking for that extra edge? Comet Racing Engines is your answer. The engine service program from Comet Kart Sales has been winning from coast to coast at all levels and different forms of the sport. Lead engine builders Mark Harrison and Gary Lawson have decades of karting experience, providing racers the power to reach the top step of the podium. Comet Racing Engines continually perform track and dyno tests to provide their customers with the cutting edge in engine performance. Comet specializes in Yamaha KT100, IAMI Swift, IAMI X30, IAMI Leopard, and Rock engines. Trackside and customer support are the cornerstones of the Comet Racing Engines business, ensuring each and every customer receives personal attention and the help they need to achieve the best results. Engine rentals are available at all the events that Comet attends in 2018, including WKA, SCUSA, USPKS, and the Route 66 Sprint Series. Contact the Comet team today at CometCartsales.com or by calling 317-462-3413. If you're looking to step up your engine program, send it to Comet Racing Engines. Welcome back to episode 65 of the EKN Debrief. It's Wednesday, July the 22nd. David Cole giving us his full podcast report from the opening round of the USPKS at Newcastle Motorsports Park. The race report today brought to you by Atlanta Motorsports Park. David, let's go into KA100 Senior. 50 drivers. The headline, young guns shine in 50 driver field. Yeah, when you start with young guns, you start with local heroes, Gary Adams being one of them, uh, I believe in his second season as a senior driver, knows the racetrack like the back of his hand, quickest in qualifying, was able to win in the pre-final, but it ended up him getting shuffled back uh, in the main event as Arias Zumejian was able to knife his way forward uh, in the race, I believe in his, this is probably what, his third season? In the no second season, I believe in in the senior category. So again, another another young gun uh, showing the way. Duke Mejian and the Cart Republic was just super quick uh, in the main event. Was able to uh, to negotiate uh, what was <clears throat> really a, a solid lead group that included Alex Bertignoli really pacing the field uh, for much of the race. Duke Mejian sat there. Waited it, bought his time. You could see he was one of the quickest drivers on the racetrack. 
and then really only led the last lap to uh, to edge out the field at the line, winning by 27 thousandths of a second. Hayden Jones, another senior rookie, uh, was able to slip by Bertignoli for the second spot. Uh, Bryson Morris, another senior rookie, ended up in fourth with uh, Brandon Lemke coming home in fifth. On the Merlin uh, for Lemke, what about a hard charger for that one? Again, big field, uh, 50 carts. Who came from the back? 24 spots was the gain by Nicholas Turlecki aboard the uh, the Merlin, going from 45th all the way up to 21st. So uh, 16 laps, that's a, that's a lot of passing. David, uh, on uh, in race one, you talked about the fact that Bertignoli, Alex Bertignoli kind of set the pace and, and led the majority of the uh, – uh, of the event only to lose to Dick Medjian in the final circuit, but he came back on Sunday and, and qualified uh, on the pole as well. Seems like they've got their, their stuff dialed in for sure. Yeah. Bert Ignoli really had the, the setup really solid for the K. He couldn't translate it into the, uh, the X30 G, uh, pro category. He actually flipped in the, uh, the pre-final in X30 on set on Sunday and so thus they kind of parked it uh, for the main event when the rains came as well, too. So, uh, yeah, just it was kind of interesting because we saw the obviously the willpower carts very similar. We saw them really quick in the in the X30 Pro category. But uh, what they weren't able to translate that into speed in the uh, in the cart Republic uh, cart uh, in the X30 Pro category. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. But Bertignoli was certainly quick uh, all weekend long in the K100 senior category. The inaugural champion back in 2017 uh, was able to set the fast time in qualifying, but it was ended up being uh, Bryson Morris who stole the prefinal win, thus setting up a, a pretty good battle between the two uh, in the main event. But joining the battle was Luke Selican. Uh, the top two of Morris and Bertignoli kind of got away, but Selican, who... I, you know, I talked to him on Saturday a little bit. He said, I'm coming on Sunday. He said, I'm coming because I was asking, where are you at, man? Because we saw him really successful, uh, during the winter months in the, in the 100 categories, uh, both, both on the West coast. And I believe a little bit here on the East, uh, he said, I'm coming. And he, he, he was, he was coming. He, uh, was able to reel in the top two drivers, uh, in that main event. Uh, and then just shuffling for, uh, for the victory, uh, Morris ended up coming across the line, beating uh, Selican out in the drag race to the line by 27 thousandths of a second with Bertignoli just sitting there in third. Yeah, Matthew Mockaby uh, finishing in the fourth position. Hayden Jones rounding up the top five, always keeping things tight in the points when drivers are able to do uh, well in both races. Hayden Jones, of course, on the podium P2 in the opening race and backs it up with the top five finish in race number two. Hard charger, David. Uh, big run from deep in the field, 43rd to 17th. Yeah, P.J. Lida aboard the Xpree, uh jumped up 26 spots, as you said, from 43rd to 17th. So again, you know, just... That's a great thing because USPKS has now moved over to the uh, the Race Hero app, so we're able to kind of use uh, use their their uh, functions and and different uh, um, perks to uh, to be able notes. to notice. Yeah, the notes yeah. to uh, to yeah. be able to find who the hard charger is. So it's worth noting, you know, who some of the drivers who struggled in either the heat races or prefinals to uh, to have some some success in the uh, in the main events. Hard chargers, it's it's great to get, but it's not great to get because it mentioned it means you had to start deep in the field to be able to move forward. But it does give you an opportunity to get a little more uh, promotion, a little more exposure here 
on the debrief. Again, this is episode 65 of the debrief. David Cole giving us his insight, the report from the USPKS opener at Newcastle last weekend. David, let's go to KA100 Jr. The headline, two drivers dominate to split victories. Well, we thought it was going to be just one driver because one of the one the Saturday uh, race actually ended after the checkered flag. So, uh, but Mateo Rubio Loango really seemed to have everybody kind of covered uh, when the main events came around. It was a little different in pre or qualifying in the pre-finals uh, on Saturday. Weston Workman was able to secure fast time in qualifying aboard his comp cart, and then Logan Adams uh, won it, winning the pre-final. Uh, but once the uh, once the main event rolled around. Uh, Mateo, Ru- Mateo Rubio Luengo was able to just kind of walk away from the entire field, uh, started seventh. So he kind of worked his way up through the field and was able to, uh, to get up to the lead and then fighting behind him in second. And then just quick speed by, uh, Mateo was able to, uh, to pull out to a really sizable lead and advantage at the checkered flag. Unfortunately, but, his, but, <laughs> unfortunately, but. his drive from seventh up to the front involves some pushback bumper issues and thus taking away the uh, the victory uh, from him. So essentially the fight for second that came down to the wire was the fight for the win. We didn't know it until obviously afterwards, but Logan Adams was able to beat out everybody to the, to the, uh, the checkered flag for the position. Uh, Weston Workman ended up finishing second with Connor Zillage in third, John Burke fourth, and then Mateo Rubio Luengo ended up getting pushed back to the fifth position. Uh, how about the hard charger this for this race? Yeah, John Burke. We, we'll we'll talk a little bit about him on on Sunday, but uh, was the quickest uh, was one of the quickest drivers on Saturday as well. Moving up thirteen spots, started seventeenth, got up to again the fourth position aboard his Tony Kart. Moving to Sunday, David, uh, it, it would be hard to argue that Connor Zilich, not one of the, uh, the the top five junior drivers in the country right now, he got things underway pretty nicely with it with a top uh, top running qualifying. Yeah, was able to come out top run in qualifying. We thought we were for sure going to see him battle for victory in the KA Junior category as well. You know, winning both uh, races in the X30 Junior, but just was not able to translate it. Had some issues actually Sunday in the main event uh, with the carburetor, so it kind of fell back to almost I want to say tenth at one point in the final. So, uh, but uh, pre-final win actually went to Logan Adams. And then transition over to the main event. Again, Mateo Rubio Loengo just had the outright speed uh, in the main event. He actually hooked up with his super tuned teammate, John Burke. They were able to drive away from the field. Uh, junior rookie Cameron Weinberg actually had a little bit of a draft with them for a little bit, was able to hold on, but uh, lost it, uh, lost the draft there at the end of the race. So uh, Mateo and Burke were able to, uh, to cross the line one, two. Unfortunately, John Burke was removed in the uh, tech barn for a header issue, thus moving the fight for what was for third up to second with uh, Brent Cruz able to score the uh, the position along with Cart, uh, Cart Sport North America teammate Christian Miles, another junior rookie. Uh, Cameron Weinberg was actually crossing, actually crossed the line third. Sorry, excuse me. He crossed the line third, but was penalized uh, two spots for a bumper penalty. So it was actually the fight for third ended up being the fight for second. And then Cameron Weinberg was pushed back to the fourth position with Connor Zillage able to get back up into the fifth spot after trouble with his carburetor early on. 
Yeah, a lot of shuffling in that podium based on what happened when they came across the scales with the pushback, with the issue in tech, uh, a lot of a lot of changes there. Uh, funny, uh, you know, we talked about the fact you don't always want to be the hard charger, but if you get into the top five and you're the hard charger, that's a pretty solid day, and, and that actually happened for Brent Cruz. Yeah, Brent Cruz actually had a, a little bit of a struggle throughout the weekend, especially in the pre-finals. Uh, I believe both pre-finals on Saturday got involved in contact and spun. Uh, I believe he did also in the K100 Junior pre-final, thus starting back in the 15th position, was able to work his way up into the second spot. So uh, Cruz was actually doing triple duty because he ran both junior categories at Newcastle. And then he went and did his uh, micro sprint at uh, uh, an oval track about uh, an hour north what? of Newcastle. On Saturday night? Not only Saturday, but it was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Dude, that is awesome. Oh, that, so, no, that's that's awesome. I'm assuming he had very little sleep on the weekend, but uh, yeah, it just he had a couple of uh, again, like I said, the Saturday issues on or the issues in the prefinals on Saturday are really what cost him in the uh, in the end results and very uncharacteristic uh, couple moves by him to, uh, to to spin out. But came back sa- Sunday was able to uh, to get that uh, that podium finish. So uh, uh, again, just you know, just uncharacteristic, but ended the weekend well. Let's uh, move to the X30 Masters category. The headline, Cop Masters Dry and Wet for Two Wins. Oh, David, well played. Well played, sir. Well played. Cop Masters Dry and Wet for Two Wins. He did. It was uh, it was a pretty solid performance. Uh, he did was he was able to get his first victory last season. And going into the weekend, we knew with the top three drivers returning, other former series champions coming in the field. It was going to be a tight battle up front. It really was all weekend long. Uh, Scott Roberts, last year's uh, series runner-up, was able to uh, to set the tone on Saturday, setting fast time and qualifying, winning the pre-final pretty good. And then in the final, it was a three-driver battle. He had uh, Roberts, Cop, and last year's champion, David Galawina. Uh, those three drivers basically checked out from the rest of the field. But uh, it looked like Cop and, and David had the, the pace to get by Roberts. But Roberts made his 55-inch cart about 60 inches wide. So every time Cop tried to make a move, Roberts shut the door. And it was finally on the last lap that Cop was able to slip by uh, in the green corner. Uh, Galloina was able to uh, put the pressure on Roberts. And thus, Cop was able to kind of drive away to uh, the checkered flag unchallenged. Uh, thus earning his second series victory. Roberts ended up holding off Galloween for second, but Galloween was uh, penalized two spots for a bumper penalty, thus dropping him off the podium, moving Rob Mayer, who uh, joined the uh, Rollerson Performance Group uh, team this weekend. He ended up finishing third with uh, former series champion Christian Vomir in the Techno in fourth. How about uh, Hard Charger? Who came from the back in that uh, 19 cart field? Hard Charger went to Scott Carapaletti uh, aboard his Tony cart, moving up 10 spots, 18th to 10th. Oh, sorry, that should be eight spots, 18th to 10th. Let's uh, let's take the opportunity to give uh, a little shout out to the Carapalettis. Of course, they lost their father Ron in the off season. Uh, you know, one of those legendary guys in the sport, right? Been around forever. That dad you always saw. Of course, the Carapalettis have been doing this for countless years, and uh, great to see Scott work his way into the top ten. But again, let's just give a little tribute to Ron and his passing uh, during the during the off season. 
David, let's go to Sunday right now. The interesting thing, of course, you know, I was busy all weekend long, but I'm always following you on social media, right? You know, you obviously you're posting to Facebook, Twitter, uh, blah, blah, blah. I was, I was pretty much watching Facebook. Um, it was it was interesting Saturday, right? Oh, Roberts with the qualifying on pole. Oh, Roberts winning the pre-file. I'm like, oh, Roberts is looking good here. Scott Cobb gets the win. Fast forward to Sunday. Galloina qualifies pole. <laughs> Galloina pre-final. Scott Cobb comes and gets another win. That's uh, It was interesting to me to watch kind of what was going on through social media. Yeah, really, Sunday was all about the weather because Galloina had the pace and was really checking out uh, from the field, checked out from the field in the pre-final. And again, had a great start, was checking out in the main event until the rain came. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> And and this and this is the only I think this is the only bad part that USPKS did all weekend long. They threw a red flag when it started to rain because carts were spinning off track. How many times have we said over oh, and over again, yeah. let them race, especially them race. the X30 Masters guys, because it was not unsafe yet. Because it rained again, it was very similar to the X30 Junior category, but it was a lot harder of a rain. So it came down, and then as soon as they were through the red flag, what well, guess what happened? It stopped raining because then the track basically was dried out. They could have got their main event in. Yeah, the carts were off track, but they they're, they're masters drivers. They can push them back, get them back on the racetrack, drive again. We have but, talked about this many times, David. Come on. You know what? Let, let, if it's raining until it is like unbelievably hard to drive, let them figure it out. It's exactly. the same for everybody. Hey, you know what you do? When you, you know what? How to not drive off in the rain? Slow down. Slow down. Right, and if you spin out, it's your fault. No, you, we're on the same page. We've been talking about this since the incident, two thousand and seven. <laughs> the incident at Centennial in Colorado, yes. and I, I brought it up to a number of people after that. I'm glad and, you did. I'm, and, I'm not surprised that you did. And even Alex Speed, I don't think he was in. I don't think he was in Colorado that weekend. I said, "Yeah, the Marshall Martin." The Marshall, like what? <laughs> <laughs> yep, we love Marshall. We love you. We love. I love we Marshall. Love we love you. We all that make mistakes. Mistake. I mean, you've made mistake. plenty of mistakes. I've made. I hired, I, dude, I hired you 16 years ago. I've been lamenting the fact ever since. I mean, you look at my brickyard performance. Every lap was a mistake. <laughs> wow. Yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens this year, Dave. But yeah, let's go. So let's go back. Let's wrap this thing up. Anyway, <laughs> so so they throw the red flag. They give everybody 15 minutes to do the changeover. Well, during that 15 minutes, a new cell came in. And it just laid a lot of rain down, and it was a downpour. So the everybody moved over to rain tires, jumped out there, and again. So Galloina had a solid lead early on in the in the final. The after two laps before they red flagged it, rain come. Scott Cop was able to kind of take advantage when the restart, jump out to the lead, and even though there there were nose to tail, nothing ever was changed, and uh, and Cop was able to come across. Uh, with the victory, thus scoring a, a win in the dry and a win in the wet. Uh, Galloina finished up second. Uh, Danny Robertson, another driver who moved over to the Rollison Performance Group, uh, they actually got to uh, to drive with Rollison on Friday. Um, this is an interesting story. Scott Falcone was scheduled to race, didn't show up. Mike Rollison decided to jump in the cart because the entry was already paid for. And, and get more seat time with his new master's driver. So yeah. we saw a lot of lead follow between those three drivers throughout Friday. So, uh, cause I saw Rollison with a suit. On. I'm like, you're going to race. And he's like, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> I'm just using the yeah, just using the the entry. Good yep. So he and he actually had never driven the racetrack. He'd broken a couple engines in before, previously before, but he's never driven uh, Newcastle Motorsports Park. So it was good to uh, to see him out there. And again, he was he probably would have been one of the quickest drivers all weekend. Oh no doubt. Had he <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, but Danny Robertson uh, ended up third on the podium. Uh, I have a great photo of him that uh, we'll share on social media later. <laughs> uh, Lorenzo Mardan, uh, former series champion, finished uh, fourth, and then Alex Mueller, uh, Mueller in uh, the comp cart for fifth. Yeah, a couple of couple of techno top five. Christian Vermeer, of course, in, in final number one, as you said. Uh, Larry Mardan in final number two. Uh, hard, hard charger, David. A uh, hard charger went to Jake Fetter. I heard he's a returning driver. Hasn't raced in like 15 years. Decided to come back to the sport. Oh, and love it. Uh, so he was uh, with the uh, Franklin cart uh, operation aboard the Merlin all weekend long. Ended up moving up nine spots, 17th to 8th. Uh, and going back to the main event, it was actually called a red flag or checkered early yes. uh, due yeah. to lightning in the area. So uh, they were only able to get 10 laps in. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens in terms of shutting the race down. Uh, the results will say Scott Cop with a couple of wins, the next 30 Masters. All right, folks, let's uh, head to another break here. When we come back to the race report brought to you by Atlanta Motorsports Park, David will cap things off with his report on Mini Swift and Micro Swift. At Solo Kart USA, designing and manufacturing the most driver-friendly carts has been our goal from the very beginning. Design, build, test, and then race over and over and over until it's perfect. The result is a cart that gives you complete confidence, knowing that the equipment can get the job done and you can focus on what separates every field in karting, driver talent. How do you know how to tune your team's chassis if you're not driving it yourself? At Solo Kart USA, we drive our own carts and we race regularly. Solo Kart is our program and we race what we sell. Every lap we turn at tracks all over the country provides information and feedback that we use in further developing our chassis. After four years of dedicated testing and competition, our Solo Kart USA program is exactly where we want it. It's ready for you. Louis Westover put our Solo Kart SK2 on the X30 Senior Podium at the opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series in January, topping 50 other drivers and our own Adam Pettit followed suit with a second-place finish in X30 Master. Check out www.solocartusa.com to learn more and break away from the pack. If the dream is IndyCar, set your target on the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition. The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tatus chassis, 180 horsepower, and a paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000's output to 280 horsepower for the Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung on the road to Indy. Add in increased grip and aero downforce, and the Tatus PMA team becomes an incredible training machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Dallara IL-15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has helped train a third of the grid expected for the 2020 IndyCar Series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. 
Former Carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Joseph Newgarden, Pato O'Ward, Connor Daly, Zach Veach, Jack Harvey, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, Charlie Kimball, Renus VK, and 2019 Indy Lights champion Oliver Askew. Racing karting graduates like Kyle Kirkwood and Braden Eves are in the middle of their journeys right now as well. Follow in their footsteps. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. Uh, episode number 65, Wednesday, July the 22nd, just a couple of days from the USPKS opener that was held this past weekend at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Again, the race report, we're going to wrap it up here. It's brought to you today by the Atlanta Motorsports Park. David, let's jump in um, to the mini swift. The headline, first series victories for Orjuela and Shipman. Yeah, Orjuela had a great weekend, was really quick out of the gate, set up a uh, fast time in qualifying, and uh, was one of the contenders all day long. Uh, Cameron Brinkman, who uh, won both Route 66 Sprint Series races back in uh, a couple weeks ago, 4th of July weekend, was able to win the pre-final. Essentially, the race ended up being a three-driver breakaway between Max Garcia, Brinkman, and Ben Mayer. Uh, were able to get away with Orwella. Uh, trail was part of the pack and then kind of lost the draft a little bit. So was sitting there in fourth, kind of watching everything unfold and was in the right place at the right time because on the final circuit, essentially Brinkman was in the third spot and performed a great over under in the I 70 corner. And then as he, as they came out of the exit, everybody kind of went for the same piece of real estate and contact ensued all three drivers up in the air, spinning around, shuffling all over the place and Orwella just kind of knifed his way through all of it and was able to come out as the leader and the winner at the checkered flag for his first series victory. Uh, Helio Meza came through in the second position with Parker DeLong in third, uh, Cooper Shipman up to fourth, and then Spencer Conrad finishing fifth. Uh, both Garcia, Mayer, and uh, Brinkman were all able to, uh, to get going again, but all finished outside the top 10. Uh, a total of 31 drivers of the Mini Swift category. Uh, hard charger uh, shipment, David Cooper shipment coming from uh, deep in the field. Uh, 20 spots, 24th to fourth. That's a successful recovery. Yeah, I had an issue in the pre-final and it was a DNF, thus uh, having to uh, to knife his way forward. And as we see, we'll see on Sunday, ended up being one of the quickest drivers again, uh, and used it to earn a victory on Sunday. Uh, the day began with uh, Salim Hanna earning fast time in qualifying with Max Garcia uh, winning the pre-final. Uh, the race essentially was almost maybe six, seven drivers in the lead pack. I like Shipman that. being one of them towards the middle part of the group, just slowly inched his way forward position by position by position, coming from outside the top five, earning his night just setting setting up everybody pretty perfectly just you know nothing no contact just getting yep. a pass done here getting a pass methodical done there. right yep methodical and really and didn't lead until the final circuit was able to beat everybody to the checkered flag by 63 thousandths of a second uh, Mateus Orwella ended up finishing second with Max Garcia in third uh, Cameron Brinkman ended up fourth with Parker DeLong in the fifth spot now hard charger Christian Keanu on the parallel <laughs> 
Starting dead last, David. 19 position improvement up to 12th. Yeah, the Perlins were really quick with these two drivers all weekend long because Christian was right there a little bit for most of the day, at least in the top 10. Uh, had an issue, obviously, in the prefinal on Sunday. Allowed him to uh, to drive his way forward uh, in the main event to uh, to almost get into the top 10. Okay, hold on. I'm going to Microsoft. I'm reading your headline here. i got to give you the headline. Can you call a Microsoft kid a stud? I think... Well, no, but it sound it just it, it looked the title looked good when I wrote it. Lone Star Stud claims two wins. I'm not sure. I will say when the micro Swift was on the podium, somebody was walking by and was like, That's a good looking podium right there. So that's kind of where it came about. All right. All right. Now, mind you, yes, when you say stud, yeah, it's I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. That's good, dude. Let's talk. It kind of went with it. Lone Star, didn't it? I mean, what what are you going to put yeah, it in works. there? It works. It works. <laughs> Lone Star Cowboy, Lone Star. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, dude, that's funny. That's awesome. But Lone Star. I could have said, up. oh, here's a new one. Jack Eilif, Texas two steps to two victories. Oh. There we go. Nicely. Texas two steps to two victories. I like that one, too. Well done. I just All came. Right. It just it just comes to me. I don't know. <laughs> You're a mag- you're the magic man. All right. So Jack Iliff, Jack Iliff on the pole position, David, to start the day on Saturday. Essentially, two drivers were were the stars in this category. And then we had a third come in uh, towards the end of the weekend. Uh, Jack Iliff, as you said, scored fast time in qualifying. Carson Weinberg, though, was also the quickest. Obviously, these two have the most experience in the field. And uh, Weinberg able to win the prefinal. Uh, essentially, Iliff was his wingman throughout the main event, never left Weinberg's bumper until the last lap. And then the two battled for the victory. And then I lift. Yeah. I lift. I lift was able to, to edge Weinberg out at the checkered flag by 53 thousandths of a second for the victory. Uh, the stellar performance was Vivek Canton, uh, a new driver to the Mike Doty racing tent, a uh, new driver to the USPKS. Obviously, a lot of these micro Swift drivers are new drivers. Uh, yeah, he was able to yeah. finish third in his first start at the series, uh, land on the podium. Asher Oshstein Osh- in the Bannock finishing fourth with Isaac Malik. Oh, man. Malkit. Malkit in the Car Republic in fifth. Captain uh, Sizzle. What's his grandfather's? His father is Mark Malkit. There, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his grandfather is Mark Malkin. His dad's Marcus. Yep. Legendary name in stock car racing. That's right. That's it. Isaac's, and you know what? Cool cool to see Isaac dialing things in. You know what I mean? I love, I don't care if it's Isaac or Asher or Vivek or Cameron or Jack. We always love seeing, you know, the young kids as they start, as they start to get it. You know what I mean, Dave? They start, they start dialing things in. There's not, year on year. They're not as intimidated. The next year they come back for the second year on the national scene. You just see them start stepping up. So good to see, uh, good to see Isaac in the top five. Really, the micro Swift category all weekend long was pretty stellar. No, you know, no major issues with you know starts or or you know getting off track. Everybody was pretty well behaved uh, throughout the t- weekend. How many times do we see that, Dave? It's an absolute you know S show in some of the other categories. But but Micro Swift gives us this amazing race, right? Great great race craft. We're talking about Jack staying right behind uh, uh, right behind Carson Weinberg till the end. You know, showing that race craft and being able to have the strategy. They're the ones that don't put on the on the mess, the the chaos in the other categories. But we see really good races out of the Micro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right? yeah, 
it, and again, they they stayed out of trouble. No major wrecks. No, you know, a couple, maybe one or two spins here or there. Yeah, that was about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, what about Hard Charger? Hard Charger went to uh, Colin Kiefer and the Nitro four spots, fifteenth to eleventh. Again, not a big, not too big of a field, so uh, not a lot of spots to uh, to be the Hard Charger. Yeah, eighteen drivers in the field. Uh, we'll talk more about it in the next one. A driver coming deep from the back to get up to the top, uh, top five, actually onto the podium. David um, Weinberg. Uh, coming back, Carson Weinberg on the Nitro, coming back on Sunday, getting the day off to a good start with a pole position run. Got a great start off to the day. Unfortunately, changed engines after qualifying. So his what? performance in qualifying uh, resulted in a engine change, put him to the back of the pre-final. Well, at the start of the pre-final, you know, a little bit of shuffling around, and he was one of the drivers who spun. Mm. And thus, you know, was trailing the field as they uh, drove away. Might have got a couple spots towards the end of the pre-final, but uh, again, started deep in the field uh, for the – actually finished 11th in the pre-final, so still started further back once the main event got going. But uh, the pre-final win actually went to uh, Vivek Canthan, uh, who we talked about earlier, was able to yeah. beat out Iliff at the line for, for the race win. So thus, Canthan started the main event on the pole position. Now, mind you, Micro Swift was second to last in the order. So guess what they raced on? Yeah, yeah. A little wet. A little wet. They were the first ones after the lightning delay to get back out onto the racetrack. And so Canthan was the uh, the driver leading him the green flag. I asked Mike Doty as the race started, how much rain racing does he have? Oh, he's got a few, you know, a few races under his belt, but his dad's been bugging me to do a lot of rain testing. Well, I think dad is right in that uh, as Canthan went off at the I-70 corner on the opening lap and ended his race uh, off the track. So uh, I'm not quite sure what happened. You know, it could have been contact. I'm not quite sure. But uh, I think Mike Doty owes his his driver a few rain lessons uh, in the coming coming days. <laughs> how the, how the how the main event go? I know so, uh, Jack, Jack Iliff getting the win. So with Kansas off the racetrack, Iliff was able to set it on cruise control in the rain and drove away to a blistering twenty second advantage in just twelve laps. David, uh, did he Texas two step his way to the front? He Texas two stepped his way <laughs> all the way around the racetrack for the twelve laps. Essentially, he was dan- dancing his way. Kept <laughs> Tim Coyan kept mentioning, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's just pulling away from the field with every corner he makes. So, so with, with it being a that, wet racetrack, it obviously shuffles up the field. Some drivers good in the rain, some drivers yeah. still learning. Uh, as you mentioned, we had a great hard charger coming up. 15 spots from 17th to 2nd, Caleb Tartar aboard nice. the Nitro cart, working his way up into the second spot on the podium. Uh, Jace Petty, another uh, Newcastle Motorsports Park local, he ended up finishing in third. Uh, Ashtein. Uh, Osteen. Osteen. There you go. I, want, I don't know why I want to put an A in there. I'm not sure if that's right, but it seems like Asher Osteen. Osteen uh, ended up finishing fourth again with uh, Cade Yeager uh, finishing fifth. Uh, all right. There you go, folks. There's your wrap-up right now. Again, hard chargers. David said Caleb Tarter back in the field up to second, but uh, great uh, weekend, of course, all all told for uh, for Jack Iliff. One more break in the action here, folks. When we get back, David's going to wrap things up. We'll look at the Constructors' Championship, let you know which chassis were able to find success at Newcastle Motorsports Park for the opening round of the USPKS. We'll cap things off and look at our EKN Trackside Live race calendar because, folks, we are back at it. 
We're hitting races. I got 12 in a row coming. They're not all karting events. Obviously, a couple of karting events uh, and a lot of road to Indian IndyCar. But uh, we'll talk about that when we get back after this break. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cartsport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, cart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at cartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Cartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Carts, parts, engines, tires, and tools. At SharkShifter.com, what you need is just a click away. We carry the biggest names in chassis, like Tony Cart and FA, DR Cart, CRG, and BLR. We have new chassis and all the parts you need. At SharkShifter.com, we also stock top quality replacement parts from Swift Components, like axles, sprockets, and hubs. We have the inventory you need for your stock Honda as well, from cylinders, heads, and engine parts to reeds, exhaust pipes, ignition covers, radiators, air filters, and air boxes. We build our own billet aluminum components as well, including motor mounts and clutch levers. Need to add to your toolbox? We offer alignment tools, brake, battery, and exhaust tools, tire gauges, and hand tools. Stop messing around getting your seat in the right position. We have a seat mounting system that makes it easy. Check the website for monthly specials. If you need it, we can get it to you fast. We ship the same day. Sharkshifter.com, your online source for carts and parts. Welcome back to episode 65 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us a full rundown of the opening round of the US PKS series, which was at Newcastle Castle Motorsports Park last week. Uh, David, let's wrap things up here right now. Give you give us your kind of your thoughts, your final thoughts, and we'll talk uh, Constructors Championship. Yeah, final thoughts, record event to begin the season. Uh, obviously, with the COVID-19 pandemic, it was a little weird uh, starting the event in Ju- or starting the series in July, in July. rather than uh, starting it back in March when we were supposed to, you know, this was typically, this would be typically the series finale. So it's going to be a, a, a d- interesting season uh, as we move along in the USPKS, but uh, it was great to get it started off with a record event again at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, everybody loves going there and, and the, uh, the staff there did an excellent job welcoming everybody in. The USPKS staff and competitors did a great job keeping on schedule. We were never off schedule throughout Saturday, and then we weren't on off schedule on Sunday until the rains came and the lightning came. So uh, everybody did a great job there, uh, and just glad we were able to get the racing in because you know there you know with the lightning in the area, it was a worry of how long is it going to stay. And thankfully, everybody was patient enough to. Uh, to uh to hold up and wait for the uh the final two races to uh to be done 
They have seven different chassis uh, getting race wins. Of course, uh, we, one of the cool things about uh, the USPKS, just the seven categories, right? So very tight, uh, tight schedule, tight class structure, seven chassis though getting race wins. Yeah, not, not, not bad a uh, turnaround for having 14 essentially main events uh, on the weekend. Uh, Tony Kart winning four of those. Uh, Will Power Kart, as we talked about, uh, earning both X30 Pro victories. Uh, Cosmic winning two races, Red Speed winning two as well, uh, Expri winning two, Cart Republic one, and Parallel one. All right, folks, let's jump in now to the EKN Trackside Live race calendar today brought to you by the Rawlson Performance Group. At the Rawlson Performance Group, we strive for ultimate success. We're more than just an arrive and drive race team with countless wins on the national regional level. Our focus is on complete driver development, and that's where the success is fueled. We combine one-on-one coaching, on-track instruction, and intensive data debriefing with unparalleled cart and engine prep. Our program will help you raise your game. We'll take you to the next level. If that's your goal, Rawlson Performance Group needs to be your next move. All right, David, Ecan Trackside Live Race Calendar. On the couch you were for four months, as was I. Um, you know, you got a chance to go to the USPKS, our next trackside live coverage. It's going to be a little bit different. We'll see how that all plays out. But really, our first one coming back here, you and I together, it's going to be the USAC Karting Battle at the Brickyard. We're going to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in Speedway, Indiana, July the 31st to August the 2nd. Not only are we covering the race, we're driving as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's not your typical trackside live coverage. Um, yeah. And then with the, the COVID-19 pandemic, we're... We're going to do limited social media because we're, we're trying to respect um, the uh, the USAC cartings, uh, no social media. But obviously, being the we're in the media, uh, so we want to at least show what's going on. So it, we're, we're still working out details on, on how we're going to do that. And, and we're doing, uh, and David, we're doing that in, in, in cooperation with everybody at USAC. Yes. We've talked to Mike Burrell. Um, you know, they, they've talked and they've asked for a, a, a social media blackout uh, because we want to make sure that we take care of the sport. We want to make sure we take care of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But we will have coverage from what we're doing there, uh, giving you kind of a little taste of what's happening trackside. Yeah. And we're obviously there'll be live timing from the event. So everybody will be able to tune on that. Um, and we'll have a full race report. Following the weekend, uh, we'll have our, our on-track articles as well, too, talking about uh, the Comet Cart sales, Comet Eagle. You'll be driving the Margay Ignite as well. Uh, so kind of a repeat of, of last year a little bit. I'm going to be adding the uh, Yamaha Masters aboard my yeah. Illuminos. The so Yamaha Monster. <laughs> I need to uh, to get out in the garage and finish that thing first. But uh, <laughs> it's as, essentially the engine's on the cart. I just need to hook everything up to it. So. Attaboy. Attaboy. Uh, from there, uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, essentially you're going back to your home that you, your second home, and that's Newcastle Motorsports Park. We have an Airbnb book for a couple of weeks because we've got uh, back-to-back Supercarts USA Pro Tour races against Skuza. Take you know, the, obviously the the Winter Nationals back in March was canceled. They weren't able to run the Spring Nationals in May. We were supposed to be in Utah. Everything jamming in two triple header weekends. I think when they they're calling it the Festival of Speed, is that the is that the line they're using for it, I believe? We're still waiting on an official word, but... <laughs> yeah, lots of stuff going on. Back-to-back weekends at Newcastle Motorsports Park, August 6 to 9, August 13 to 16. I actually won't be there for the first weekend because obviously with the COVID-19 jam schedule, I'm just about three hours away at Mid-Ohio for the Road to Indian IndyCar weekend. Xander Clements will be on the mic for that one. 
I'll, of course, arrive. I know they got some stuff going on midweek as well, so look for our social media to be, be ramping up midweek as well for that one. Plus, we'll be uh, I'll be on the mic for the, the second round. It's actually the first ever Pro Tour race that I will miss. I, I actually missed the Winter Nats because I was at St. Petersburg, but that didn't happen, so I really didn't miss it. <laughs> yeah, you, you do you do have that, but now now you will be missing one. Oh, sure. Dude, it's gutting me. It is gutting well, me. You know, I got... Ugh. The I've only missed one as well up to this point. I and then so, Carlos Calderon actually just shared a video from 2010 when everybody was in Shawano, Wisconsin for the uh, the right. summer, the first ever summer nationals up there. I was in Newcastle Motorsports Park for the Road Tax Grand Nationals. So uh yeah, I I missed that one and uh haven't been haven't missed one yet and uh hopefully we'll never miss one. A little quick one. I think the only I, I, one of the other guys that's been at every one of them has been Aaron Likens. But um, Aaron, of course, the national flagman, the starter for Supercarts USA. And we'll give a little shout out here right now. I've been giving a lot of them out. We'll keep doing it. Um, Aaron's going to miss the first the first weekend of Newcastle as well, the Scusas Pro Tour, because he is now an Indy car flagman. He actually got – now, he's doing the entire road to Indy on the stand. He's the chief starter for the road to Indy. But he actually, I think, in Iowa in the second race, got to throw the double checker. He's kind of the third guy on the, on the, on the, uh, on the stand for Indy car and the Indy car races with us as a primary guy for Road to Indy. But, man, kudos to, to Aaron Likens. The big show, IndyCar throwing his double checker. We all love Aaron, and I just want to give a shout-out to him. That's awesome, I think. You know, I bet he'd much prefer to do it track, like on the racetrack, you know, old-school way, <laughs> right? like he does that's with karting, you know? <laughs> oh, that's what we need. And he'd do it, too. Oh, for <laughs> sure he would do it. it. I mean, it's all not right. it's not safe, but he'd do it. He'd do it. He'd do it. Um, not, Hey, I want to see him do a restart on the track where he's kind of stand on the restart, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, back-to-back weekends, Scusa Pro Tour are going to be a lot of fun. Six races in the, in the span of what, eight days probably, right? No, 10 days, the Friday to the, well, it's going to be amazing. Um, cap off this edition of the Trackside Live Race Calendar, give you an update a little further down the line over a month away, but David, uh, September 4th to 6th, Labor Day weekend, you'll be at SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex at Road America up at Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, uh, for the uh, Badger State Grand Prix, the USPKS getting back racing again. Yep, there'll be rounds three and four, and those will be really crucial to the, uh, the 2020 championship chase in all seven categories, so the program is on hiatus until the, uh, the Labor Day weekend which I think it should pull in a pretty good amount of numbers being it's a, uh, a holiday weekend. A lot of people like to go away. What better place to go than Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin? I mean, come on. Man, do it. Go to the Brown Bear for wings. Go to Seedkins. Have a have a, have a, a thousand brats. Enjoy yourself at Road America, man. It's, uh, it's a fantastic track. Totally repaved. Had a chance to go check it out a little bit when I was there for the IndyCar uh, a weekend. I wish I could be up there with you guys, but of course, I'll be at, I'll be at the IndyCar now, Road to Indies has a one-off on, I think, the Thursday and Friday before Road America, before that weekend, so it kind of messes me up. But you'll have fun up there for sure. It'll be a good one. But, David, there it is. We're done. First debrief. Uh, I would say first debrief of the year, not quite, but first debrief in four months, that's for sure. First post, or not post, but first COVID-19 debrief, yes. <laughs> post, yeah, yeah, mid, mid-COVID-19, mid right? Yeah. Oh, let's not say that. All right. All right, folks. I'm sorry. Hey, I didn't mean to be a Debbie Downer. <laughs> A big thank you to Acceleration Kart Racing for being our presenting sponsor here today. And, of course, the other sponsors we had to the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, 
uh, as well as uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park and Rawls and Performance Group, big supporters of what we do at eCardingNews.com. Thank you so much. Those of you tuning in, if you've not yet picked up your hashtag support carding t-shirt, they're still on sale at Style Aesthetic. You can go to eCardingNews.com slash store. Hook yourself up with the, uh, we'll be giving some more, we'll get some more prizes out too. I was going to do that, but I haven't yet. Let's get some more sales. Let's get those uh, sold out. I want to make sure we get those all sold out. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll be able to uh, give a couple more prizes out for some people. But otherwise, David, we're done, man. Uh, the next one, we're going racing two weeks away. We're going to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I-M-S, baby. I'm pumped. I'm super pumped. Get the lap in. Super pumped to be back with the guys from our, from our gig night and to drive that, that Comet Eagle again. Man, I love that go-kart. It is fun to drive. So, it's a, so- it's like a rocket ship. It's, it just feels so comfortable. I love it. All right, folks, we're done. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, lots more podcasts to come. We'll get another uh, This Week in Karting coming up soon. We're going to line up a couple of guys for a face-to-face. I have a couple of Book It podcasts already lined up as well. We're actually going to get those rolling. I'm not sure if they'll be on podcast. not sure if they'll be on one of our face-to-face shows on Facebook. But uh, whatever it may be, we do thank you for tuning into the ECAN Radio Network. As always, any of our podcasts always available on the ECAN Radio Network first. Download the app if you haven't already done so. All of our face-to-face shows, the Facebook Live shows, ended up getting put on uh, YouTube as well. So make sure you go to our YouTube channel. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Comment, like, everything. You know, Subscribe to it. Uh, and then, of course, those also go on Podbean, which then transitions to Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Lots of places to download our content. On behalf of David Cole, folks, my name is Rob Howden. Thank you so much for being with us here for this edition of the EKN Debrief. Bye for now.